You're dusting off your vinyl collection and you've realized that some of your old favorites might not last forever. You could buy a new copy of an old record and it might come with a download code. But don't do that. You've already bought it once. You don't need to buy it again. That's just silly. Don't be silly. Just <laughs> make the MP3s yourself with the help of Sound Studio 4. It's the latest version of Sound Studio from Felt Tip Inc. It's got everything you need to record, edit, and adjust your audio for just about any project. Like podcasting, digitizing your records, creating sound effects, recording music, pretty much anything you can think of, it'll work for you. You can find Sound Studio 4 in the Mac App Store or at felttip.com SS. And get to throwing away your old records. <laughs> Wait, don't do that. Ignition sequence start. Five. Everything. Everything. Sounds. Sounds. This is Everything Sounds. I'm George Drake Jr. I'm Craig Shank. Okay, George, just like we practiced, one, two, three. This is Everything, Everything Sounds. Sounds. Oh. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah, that was pretty lame. We should just leave that kind of thing to Wheel of Fortune, I guess. Yeah, so enough about game shows. We're actually going to talk about gaming this week. We previously jumped into the sound design of the point-and-click adventure game The Silent Age, but we'd like to share some of the sounds of online gaming with you. And just so you're forewarned, they're not the sounds of the game, but rather those playing the game. So if you're sensitive to strong language, then take this opportunity to find something else you want to listen to, or remove some kids from the room that are within earshot of it. We've done our best to clean up the audio, but it's still pretty intense. Okay, that should be enough time. You're still with us, so here we go. We caught up with a gamer in Wisconsin who runs a website that chronicles their online gaming experience with the help of some selected audio clips. Okay, my name is Jenny Hanover and I run the website Not In The Kitchen Anymore, Chronicles of a Female Gamer. Now this is an important note. Jenny Hanover isn't her real name. It's the alias that she uses when she plays those games online. The name came from a book series by Philip Reeve called The Mortal Engines Quartet. Jenny Hanover was the name of an airship in the series, and the term also refers to these creepy-looking preserved sea ray things that sailors would catch and then dry out, and then eventually made them look like people. Ugh, yeah, it's the stuff of nightmares. If you've got a minute, we've got a picture on our website, everythingsounds.org. She said she liked the idea of adopting the alias because a Jenny Hanover isn't what it appears to be at first glance. It's, it's a good name for pseudonym because I'm not what people expect me to be and so it ties in nicely plus it sounds like a real name which has an interesting effect too because it leads to people saying things like i can't believe you're stupid enough to use your real name online i'm gonna look you up on facebook and things like that she was having a good time playing online and she actually seemed to stack up pretty well against players all over the world especially in call of duty now, Call of Duty, if you're not familiar, is a series of shooting games based in various military settings. When you play online, you get put into a virtual lobby before it starts. 
You can play with people that you know, but usually you're assigned to play with an assortment of random players that fill up the available spots on the teams. In the lobby, you can see the aliases or gamer tags and their other information before a match starts. If users have headsets or microphones, they can communicate with you in the lobby or during the match itself. Also, users can send text or voice messages to your account at any time. You know, I just miss the simpler times of four-player Mario Kart. That was that was it. It was all about Donkey Kong Country in my house. <laughs> so Jenny started hearing some things in the pregame lobbies, the matches, and her inbox that were surprising and even unsettling. A lot of times, just me getting into a lobby and talking to my friends or saying something completely innocuous, like, oh yeah, I love this map, that'll set off a chain reaction where they focus on me and ignore everything else and just start, <laughs> I guess, it's not always harassment necessarily, like it's not always the kind of hostile reaction. Sometimes it's a sexual nature or sometimes they just can't believe that they found a woman who's playing the same game as them. Like there's a lot of shock. Gaming has often been thought of as something that men and young boys do. In shooters like Call of Duty, Jenny speculated that it's probably even less common to find women playing online. Now maybe that's because games like that don't appeal to women, but it might also be because of things like this. Get in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. Hey, you know what? Oh, fuck you. Dirty c from Wisconsin. Suck my dick. Sometimes those reactions result from what happened in a match. But other times, Jenny just being in the lobby attracts enough attention without even having to say anything. So they'll see my name there, and they'll see it in the pregame lobby, and they'll go, You're I don't think Jenny good. really plays. I think her boyfriend's playing. Are you really a girl? Oh, no, her stats oh, are way God. too good. She That can't be a girl. That's got to be her boyfriend playing for her. That's got to be her husband playing for her. Ain't no way a girl can do that good. Jenny, it's her boyfriend, and she just talks on the mic. I literally don't have to say anything, or I could say something as innocent as good game and I can get really ranged and bizarre reactions to that. Good game. Shut up. Not gonna happen. <laughs> I wanna hear it. Is this it? Yeah. Good game. How are you gonna think you it might not have registered with the other players that there was an actual person behind the character that they were saying these things to. This person has a real life outside of online gaming, and part of that real life included pursuing a degree in art with an emphasis on sculpture. One of her professors had an assignment that would bring her real and virtual lives together. For one of our courses, we had to do uh, an installation that focused on a social issue and everyone else is doing these topics like uh, depression or eating disorders and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, what, you know, what affects me? And I was like, well, when I, when I play games, people freak out because I'm a woman. That's kind of interesting. So what I ended up doing was the place I installed in was the student gallery at our university. I had a room that I printed out these giant banners with uh, quotes from gameplay that I had experienced and they, they say things like, I bet you suck for a nickel bitch. Like these were things people had said to me. I heard you would suck my for a nickel. Is that all it takes is a nickel? 
The walls were covered with banners, and in the middle of the room, there were two game controllers on a stand. One was pink, and one was blue. Each controller had an MP3 player embedded in them, and a headset that people could wear when they walked into the room. When you used the blue controller, you heard the audio that represented the experience for a male player. But when you used the pink controller, you heard Jenny's in-game experience. Get the f*** back in the kitchen and take your damn hands off a f***ing video game controller. When you were in that room, you were forced to deal with the situation. The voices were in your ears and the transcripts were all around you on the banners that were about 12 feet wide. Jenny wanted this to be difficult to ignore because, frankly, most people aren't aware that this kind of behavior exists within the gaming community. They have no idea that this stuff is going on. Like, my professor was completely shocked that this is something I dealt with. And we can't beat by a girl. <laughs> you say that like that's a bad thing. Once the installation was finished, she stopped recording for a while. She kept playing, and these things kept happening, so she started recording again. She typed out the transcripts and put the audio and the text on a website she created called Not In The Kitchen Anymore. The link was spread around, she did a few interviews for other sites, and there was even an article that was published on the popular gaming site Kotaku. The site's been making the rounds and getting more attention, but it might not have made as much of an impact without those recordings. The text is pretty surprising on its own, but there are some things that text alone can't convey. For one thing, you can hear the tone of their voices. Ginny recognizes that some people think that they're being funny and they're mostly harmless, but when you hear something like this... You fucking dumb bitch, I hope a fucking dick rapes you and fucking kills you and your family. You can't be fucking tw- It paints a picture of how angry or hateful some people can be. And on top of that, the audio dispels a myth. Many people think that these antics in online gaming are reserved for kids who don't know any better. But as you may notice, the voices you've been hearing and the clips on our website mostly sound like adults. It's hard to completely comprehend why people feel the need to do this. But Jenny and some of her friends did have a chance to confront someone about it. In 2012, Jenny and her friend were playing and two guys joined their lobby. For the next two hours, they sent them sexist jokes, indirectly called their chastity into question, and asked them to quote, have their babies. Recently, she recognized one of those gamer tags in a lobby. She'd previously muted this guy so she wouldn't have to hear him, but she heard one of her friends talking to him so she unmuted him to hear what was going on. So I unmuted this guy, and my friend was telling him, look, you sent some pretty f***ed up messages to Jenny, and you can't do that. And the guy was trying to defend himself. He's like, oh, it's just, you know, it's the internet. It's funny. I, you know, that's just what you do on Xbox. It was hilarious. And my friend was like, you don't do that to people who are your friends. You don't do that to people in our group. That's up and inappropriate and I won't stand for it. And this guy was just trying to blow it off like, oh, whatever, it was hilarious. She's just overreacting. It's just the way things are. And that was the first time I've ever, I guess, kind of experienced like this guy was being confronted with this and told, you did this, it's really up and it's not okay. 
and kind of listening to the way he justified it to himself. Jenny acknowledges that trash talk is part of gaming, but she likes to keep it to jabs about their playing style or the choices that they make within the game. It's troublesome that people sometimes do things online that seem hateful or cruel because, quite frankly, they're anonymous. But it is fairly common because there are few, if any, repercussions. However, based on her experience, Jenny thinks that some of these reactions might not only be confined to gaming. As soon as you start targeting someone for their race, their gender, or their perceived sexuality, you've crossed a line and ventured into dangerous, weird territory. Like, I, I don't believe you would say things like that unless, to some extent, you believed them. Like, I don't think you just say bigoted things or hateful things like that without some part of you believing them. Because in all the time I've been playing games and trash talking, I've never once felt the need to to say something negative to someone about their race or whatever, you know? Because that's just not it, not how I am as a person. So I have to believe, like some part of me believe that you can't say that you think I belong in the kitchen without actually kind of feeling like women genuinely belong in the kitchen. Some people get defensive over Jenny's website. Now, gaming attracts plenty of passionate people from all walks of life, and of course, there are plenty of opinions about what she's done with this site. Someone recently commented that Jenny was making the situation worse and pouring oil on the flames by making people mad. However, Jenny's unapologetic about having this discussion. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm forcing you to think about things that aren't pleasant. Oh, I feel so bad that you have to recognize that not everybody is treated well on the internet. Oh, you poor thing. All sarcasm aside, Jenny does think that her website has a positive effect because of the discussion it promotes and the response she's been getting from gamers that appreciate that somebody is standing up for them and their fellow gamers. Even if people disagree with what she's doing, it only seems to further her cause. I think as long as this thing is being discussed, even if it's just negatively and by some person denying it's happening, which in its own way is effective because a lot of times what happens is people go, there's no sexism in the gaming community, you dumb f***ing c Stop being such a whore. And it's like, uh, yeah, you're totally not proving me wrong at all right here. Most of the people that interact with Jenny or her site in those ways don't know that she's been gaming for most of her life. She's not some outsider trying to bring down a community or culture she doesn't understand. And whether the people that disagree with her acknowledge it or not, she's not jumping on any bandwagons or looking for special treatment. And she can definitely hold her own. But above all else, gaming is meant to be fun. I mean, it's been a part of my life as long as I can remember. And George has played his fair share too. Remember that one time we played all of Portal 2 in a day and a half? <laughs> <laughs> we would have been done sooner, but we actually had to work on the show. Right. Yeah, I do remember that. And it's still here, so the next time you come over, we can probably play it again. Yes. Back to the point. We get it. When you enjoy something and you identify with it, you can get protective. Online gaming opens up possibilities. You can play with people that you would never get to otherwise. If anything, that should be a good thing. It opens up opportunities for better challenges, more competition, new connections, and ultimately, more fun. When it comes down to it, anyone can join in, regardless of what other people think. 
That's one of the great things about gaming. Gaming has this potential to be the great equalizer. Like, anyone can game. I mean, I've heard about people who are, well, I have a best, my best friend is missing his right arm. He's a below the elbow amputee. He can still game perfectly fine. Like, there is no special qualification to be a gamer, but people are kind of elitist and making it seem like, well, in order to be considered a real gamer, you have to fit this, 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 and this requirement. And if you're this way, you don't fit in at all, and you're not actually a gamer, and you don't belong here. And so it's kind of annoying and exhausting to constantly have this shock centered around my gender. Like, I receive so many messages even just saying things that are, you know, kind of more innocent, saying things like, The girl did better than us. Way better than us. I, I can't believe a girl did that good. You're so good. I can't believe a girl played that well. Did better than everybody. Damn, girl. That has nothing to do with it. I'm a good player. But they're, like, kind of narrowing it and focusing solely on the fact that I'm a woman. And it's just exhausting because I just want to be considered a gamer. That's it. And like we said, Jenny knows that trash talk will probably always be a part of gaming. So when she shows up the people that have something to say to her or her friends or other gamers, naturally, she has plenty to say about it. Oh, it's so nice. I don't think I would have lasted this long if I wasn't this good at the game. I don't think I would have kept this up, but the fact that I'm I'm relatively sure at any given time that I can just beat the ever-loving shit out of anyone who says this stuff to me, so reassuring to me. Oh my gosh. It's such a relief to know that I can put this guy in his place at least in one small instance. Like, oh, you don't think I can play this game because I'm a woman? Guess what? I just went 50 and 3 in a game, and you were 20 of my kills. Congratulations, you're an idiot. There's a link to Jenny's site, not in the kitchen anymore, at everythingsounds.org. There you can also find information on how you can support the show by becoming an Everything Sounds audiophile. And don't forget about seeing that weird human sea ray thing we talked about. Right, we put it at the bottom of the post so that you don't have to look at it, but it's there if you want to. <laughs> it's very nice of us. Yeah. Today's episode was sponsored by Sound Studio 4 by Felt Tip Inc. Sound Studio 4 for Mac lets you record audio, create podcasts, digitize tapes and records, and create sound effects for your own projects. Information on all the features is at felttip.com ss, or in the Mac App Store. Again, that's Sound Studio 4 for Mac. Everything Sounds is a part of the Mule Radio Syndicate, and you can find other great podcasts like The Talk Show, Evening Edition, and Running From The Law at muleradio.net. Thanks for listening to Everything Sounds. I'm George Drake Jr. And I'm Craig Shank. <laughs>